This is the comedy event you've been waiting for. Put it down, you fat bastard! Comedian Robert Kelly will be performing live in front of an audience and streaming it right to your living room. <laughs> you're all the shit because you, because your hair's feathered. January 30th, 2021. Robert Kelly from Comedy Central, Netflix, and HBO will be doing his hilarious, crude, but vulnerable stand-up live from the Wall Street Theater and streaming it around the world right to you. Robert Kelly live stream pay-per-view from the Wall Street Theater, January 30th, 2021. Yeah, baby. We're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I started the social media podcast. The YKWD podcast. YKWD's back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started. Before them all, YKWD's podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the bandana, man? Sorry, it's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. original. You know what, dude? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the You Know What Dude podcast. I'm the fucking dude. We got Gabby, the ring hair fucking villain. Hello. Of course, we got Mush uh, in the background. We can't show his face because he's a Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the way. And uh, <laughs> and we've got uh, great guests today. Gabby, we introduce our beautiful guests. We have Rich Voss and Jamie Kilstein. Yes. Okay. First, okay. A, a couple things, real quick. What? One, one. I you don't put me before Jamie. I I said I, you first. No, I'm second. I'm the headliner. Two. Oh. Bobby said, is in his intro, he gave me a lecture before this podcast about saying you can't say you're a great guest. And in his intro, he said, is there any better podcast? That's the exact same thing. You yeah, saying, I'm being a fucking ironic and sarcastic and funny. You're being serious. Like, I do not have a list of grievances, and I'm happy to be here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Who's on your cup? Who's that a picture of? It's a little dog. It's a little oh. fucking dog. Well, um, <laughs> we don't you nobody... raise your cup like you're fucking like we're competitive with that? You I have, don't a have very... anything. I don't have anything you... on my cup. It's a very manly, plain cup. Oh, mine. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, it's, I think it's probably a dollar store cup. Are we? Are we? Are this is this. See what you do. You come in hot. I'm not and hot. now I'm not hot. Now you got Jamie's on his fucking toes. <laughs> Gabby's staring off into the like what's gonna happen with these men today? What kind of what? balls? I don't know. I was trying to get somewhere, but I failed halfway through <laughs> men. I, I was not, <laughs> add, add, that, add that to your Christmas list. Uh, I was also I was on my toes before I messaged Gabby. I go, hey, who's gonna be on the show? Is it gonna be just like me and me and Bobby are gonna talk about personal stuff, or is it gonna be a show where everyone's calling me gay? And she was like, Oh, Voss is on the show, you will be being called gay. I was like, No, oh, I, no, why no, you're not I, gay? Didn't I say Gabby how that I like Jamie? That I think he's a good guy before he actually did say that. You okay. all you've always both of you guys have always been incredibly nice to me. 
Oh, I wish I could hang up right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, he's uh, as a comic, you vote. You know what? I respect this com people that really go out of their way to try to get better and get on stage and do it. You know, and you should go to the open mics and and get on wherever you could. You know, uh, and and you. There's no easy route in this, and you knew that from the beginning, and you still know it now, I would imagine. I but sure you know, it's and that's what I, I you know, you, Bobby, there's comics you respect like that. You see that have, you know, uh, that hustle and try to get ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I agree with somebody. I like somebody who uh, was something and then it all fell apart, and then they rebuilt stuff from the ground up and fucking kick ass and don't give up and uh i think jamie's one of those guys who uh who did that you know what i mean much like getting sober uh he kind of got sober in his fucking this whole thing we're doing so that's why i kind of respect jamie oh, and you. he's always been a sweet guy he's been a nice guy you know people i hate that guy i hate her fucker and i'm like well they've never done nothing to me so i can't yeah. really I, you know, the only thing uh, that they've done to me has been sweet and nice. So well, and not that anybody, not anybody that said that about you. Nobody well, no, but that. I mean, probably. But like, that's also the thing. I, I'm not going to look at the comments at all. Uh, but that's also the thing about getting sober, right? Where you can you can be fucking bitter and you can spend your time being like, fuck that guy. I didn't get ahead because that guy got on this show or because like this girl fucking did this or whatever. Or you could just accept, hey, shit happened and I'm going to keep going and trying to be better or else yeah. you're just fucked. Well, I mean, there's only there's one comment from Ultimate Reject that I will look at um, about Voss. I think we should look at that one because some comics do help. Right, Mush? Um, some comics do help. The comments sometimes will. First of all, Voss put on a couple of pounds. She can't even see my body. So, yes, I am a muscle. I'm putting on a couple of pounds of muscle. That's what I am. I see. Jesus Christ. It's still right. not in shot. What's that? It's still fully out of shot. I'm just, Vosh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. What are you doing? You You make a muscle like Max does. Just. No, I make Wait, it so I make I also, it so it sticks out as much as you can. When yeah, we I all did Jim and Sam together, the show ended with you taking your shirt off, and this is beginning with you flexing. Yes, yes they yes, made I, you take your shirt off. And then when we went off camera, we all blew each other. That was the best part. <laughs> um, all right, let's start off again. How's everybody doing, Voss? Uh, I'll go with you first, out of respect. Or do you want me to go second because you're a headliner? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. We're all here just to have a good time and, and try to yeah. do a good podcast. All right. That sounds good to me. So no more first or second. No more headliners or anything, no, right? That's that's just ego. And when you ego is easing God out and God is back. Well, you just yelled at me 10 minutes ago. Not even Excuse three minutes ago. Excuse me. The men are talking. <laughs> great. Great. Uh, yeah, this goes for men, not women. <laughs> I didn't oh yell at you. God. I didn't yell at I yelled at you, Gabby. All I did was say, you know, when you kept texting me to, for Pete's sake, leave me alone. That's all. Oh, yeah. Every time I text Voss, he says, leave me alone. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby is a professional victim. What the fuck? See, oh. any, if you say anything, they don't understand what getting beat up is or yelled at or hit. We got hit and beat and somebody's, we said something wrong. We get punched in the face. Her generation, if you say, leave me alone, you're yelling at me. 
It's 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 a yeah. different, you know what I mean? So you're getting yelled at and her getting yelled at are two different things. Yeah. I'm just trying to explain, Gabby. Don't yeah. don't take offense. Well, you know, I didn't say anything. Your your generation of comics yes. have had it too easy. Your two things. Oh, can, sorry. And, I thought you were going somewhere else. Well, well, your your generation of comics. Yes. Uh, it, it, you know, you get acclimated by by the internet and by Twitter and Instagram. You know, my my generation got acclimated by other comics. Yeah, they other got acclimated comics. by. Like Red Skelton, yes. um, yeah, guys like yes. that. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I even remember like my generation got it easy. Where in my generation, if someone was stealing jokes, we didn't want to, you know, uh, make a fuss about it because his agent might be looking at me or this guy liked him from Montreal or whatever. And then you yeah. read the stories about like Kinnison and Hicks, where like some motherfucker was stealing jokes and there would just be like a posse in Houston and they would just march down to the clubs. And essentially, like old Western, drive him out of town. Yeah, well, I mean, look what happened to Rogan when he came after Carlos and, Mencia. He got kicked out of his home club, and his agent fucking douched him. Yep. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking well, epic. And most people that. are well, that's frightening to most people, though. I yeah. mean, there's not too many people that could come back from getting booted out of a club and losing your agent, and you know, and. You know, most people are, I mean, most comics are petrified about making it and don't understand that you're going to lose your agent anyways. Do you guys care as much now that they're, since podcasting is kind of like the big thing, do you guys care as much about agents and, and reps and meetings and stuff like that? Or has it given you sort of this confidence to only do the well, shit you want to do well, now? One thing I can't care about something I really never had. <laughs> uh, you know, and and also too, I mean, success. Yeah, you know, the difference. I've had great yeah. success. What are you kidding me? Look what podcast I'm doing. This goes right on the resume. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I'm lucky. I live with a a very talented comic I'm married to, who's basically a writer, director, showrunner. So if I'm not doing something on my own, we might be doing something together, or she might be doing. She sold a TV show. Uh, Why? But what does that have to do with what well, he said? Trying, You're I'm just trying, trying to, to give fucking Bonnie's credits. You no, give no, Bonnie no. credits, her credits, fucking five times a day. I'm going to hear how good Bonnie's doing every fucking time I, I talk to you. Yes. Can we have one conversation where I, listen, I am not saying that Bonnie, I love Bonnie. I think she's telling all that. But every fucking <laughs> time we got to hear how great Bonnie is. All right. My wife's, my wife's an esthetician. <laughs> I don't have you out. Okay. Pandemonium. <laughs> what, what was that? What? What was that? I, st I will stop. That you you took. It. He asked a simple question. I know. And all I of a sudden, we went into how all I, the fucking Bonnie's credits. And I was fucking COVID. I was going to answer his question. Can you answer it with your credit? Yes. Yes. It was going to go back. It's in full circle. Well, okay? don't bring up somebody <laughs> else. She's part of the circle. Okay. Listen. She's okay. Okay. Without Bonnie. Without Bonnie. Okay. So, no, I I really don't. Uh, yes, I have a manager for certain things. But mostly everything that I get, I get on my own because either a friend helped me with it or I created it myself. Or, you know, I'm not going on. Or, you know, when I did, uh, when I did uh, uh, King of Staten Island, I had a part in that. 
uh, it's because Pete wanted me, not right. because, not because. And I, I didn't did. have one because Pete didn't want me to. Right. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> so it goes the other if way. If you too. were married to Bonnie, Pete would have wanted you. Yeah. Yes. You're goddamn yeah, well, right. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, nowadays, you're right. It doesn't matter as much, especially yeah. with this virus. Can I say something? I think yes. you're wrong. I think with certain comedians like myself, like you, uh, there's certain comedians that have to kind of do it, do your thing. Um, and you have to, whatever, whatever I got is from friends, whatever I always help friends or younger comics when I can like, like, cause that's what the way I get things. I don't really, industry has never come knocking on my door, but I do believe the industry, whatever that is, does like certain comedians Yes, and they really fucking cater to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why, too, a lot of the younger generations are so careful online because the idea of burning bridges or this guy gets mad and tells his agent not to uh, put him out for this. I mean, shit, even the year the year that I was doing okay and getting things and had some heat, even my meetings that I would go to were guys who were like, hey, we love what you do. It's like edgy and shit like that. And then they would be like, can you not do that? And then they try to kind of turn you into one of their clients. And we're, we're not... We're not industry. We've said and done stuff in the name of funny to eliminate, (laughs) eliminate a lot of, a lot of potential. The things that you're, the things that you're afraid of are, I believe are absolutely valid. People will say, no, it's not true. I think it's valid that you'll be part of something or say something in the name of funny, whether it be on a radio show or uh, a TV show, a podcast that people, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised who hears that shit. And when it, your name comes up, it's like, yeah, nah. Right. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, but yeah. also, too, whatever that, that thing also can work in your favor. Uh, y- years ago, uh, they came to see me. Uh, this girl came to see me to do, they were going to use, they were using comics on Rosie O'Donnell. Can I just say something? What? If you're talking about like situations where the industry came and saw you, you don't have to say years ago. We get it. Okay. See, here's the thing. You can try to tear someone down to build yourself up, but I don't have to do that because I'm secure where I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was unnecessary. You're right. Voss, I apologize. I love Voss going from mean to like Al-Anon quotes is like my favorite type of (laughs) Listen, the, the, the many levels of Voss that you'll get in one it's podcast so is my favorite. It's like having uh, appetizers, dinner, and dessert. Yeah. There's a little bit like flexing to keep your side of the street clean. And like, of course, Bobby brings it back to food. Anyhow, <laughs> <It's, laughs> shit. it's like having a meatloaf and then a milkshake. So Jesus, uh, you, know, he looks, you look great, though. Shut but. the fuck up. <laughs> I get it. So (laughs) here's, look, it doesn't matter. I did a line that was so offensive. And this girl that came to see me for for Rosie goes, oh, that line was so funny. Now, because she was a comic, but she was also booking the show at the time. uh, Most people would have saw that line, heard that line and said, we'll never use him. Uh, So it depends who's looking and who's not. Look, when we did the HBO thing, HBO Max for Colin, we did it because Colin wanted us. Yeah. HBO Max was not knocking down our door. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying no, 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 no. Not saying they won't 
for something else in the future because we proved ourselves one more time. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, it, but they probably no, won't it, listen. Can I say something too? What? They probably won't in the future too. I think that they love a certain type of thing. And when, even if we come in on the clout of somebody else, we, unless it's a massive hit, right. We're still that person. They're still going to go with that one and this one and that one. You know, and look, it is what it is. You just, we just have to rely on some people can go and get and become favorites of the industry or whatever that is. And some people have to do it our way, which is just two different ways. I don't think one's better than the other. But there's also something about doing it this way where it forces you just to be fucking undeniable. And, yeah. you know, like uh, Shane Gillis said that he's like, just be so fucking funny. Just be undeniable. Yeah. And you Billy look like said that's, that to Shane. that's your example. Yeah. Don't have a don't have a quote. Listen, I love Shane. If you have a quote, Shane Gillis, like he's a prophet in comedy. Yeah. Fucking four years in the business said. No, no, no. Wong, I, 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 Wong Wong, and then got fucking publicity. Listen, <laughs> we've been doing fucking. I had a fucking massage parlor joke. <laughs> fucking fucking 10 years ago. I still got one now. Wong, wong, wong. All right. So fuck. <laughs> No, I mean someone who could have been completely disappeared from the industry and like now is doing really well just because he well Shane's doing well because he look he was coming up and he got some pop off of that but industry I mean look at Shane has um I don't know there's there's something about Shane you know what I mean when you meet him. Yeah, I met him the first time. I I fucking want to smash him with a shovel, right. but I liked him. There's something I mean, about Shane. I I really like Shane. He has that thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Too, he, and go ahead. Uh, I was, and you kept interrupting me. So Sorry, you I didn't. I I did for a second. I, and I, I stopped. I, I, I thought you if were. If you done. had headphones, if you Here, had headphones, I'll just hit it. You clearly. And then we'll start I'm just again. saying, I built. You know, Billy Burr has said that be- probably before too. Just yeah. Become undeniable and. Uh, <laughs> I would take. I would like, use. I use him in your next. When you give that example, use I'm, Bill. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna use. No, Bill. well, because also Shane was had you know famous people in the business and his family. You know, Dobie Gillis was really big. You know, back Ooh. in the day, so that helped Shane out. Uh, no one gets that out? reference. No one gets that reference. Yeah. Uh, only the My oldest God. people on the planet. But I, you know, Is Greg Shepard in the room. Listen, who? exactly. Um. <laughs> I I I just I like Shane. I think that I think you what you're saying though is right is that the way like I don't have a manager or an agent right now, but I do love my my um oh my god. Holy shit. Wow. The many loves the many loves of Toby Gillis. Dobie that looks like a young Gillis. you. Uh, um I love my I've had a the same personal appearance agent since the second I moved to New York. Yeah. For over 20 something years. And I I love being with him. And I've had so many people try to get me to dump him, but I always sitting there going, well, maybe he's not the best, you know, for you, but he's always made me money. He's always got me gigs. He's always looked out for me. So why would I fuck that up? Dude, we're friends. Yeah. And this is why I asked you is because I I have a music I have a music manager now and he yeah. is doing more work than any comedy manager I've ever had and he's not connected and I had to tell him what fucking Montreal was and you know right. stuff like that but he 
like loves me and he works and I stayed at his home and like, I've never had that before, but my agents, as much as we talk about, you know, look how big you can be with podcasts on your own and you make your own audience. There's still this fucking Stockholm syndrome part of me that, you know, I have agents who are like one of the bigger ones who have not called me back all of quarantine and I don't want to fire. And I made this album. They don't even know I fucking made this album. My ex manager, Branstein was the one who fucking got me this album. And, uh, and I don't want to take my agents off the fucking website because I'm still like, oh, doesn't that validate me? So as much shit as I talk about, you know, you can make your own thing and make your own community. There's still this fucking part of me that wants that like validation. And I want the, the CAA, APA, whatever on my website. And I just and hearing you guys talk about not really having it or having a guy you had since you first moved to New York is fucking refreshing. Whereas because that's what I want. You know what? Yeah. After after hearing that, I really should get a website. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, there is no, but that is true. It's I think you're really having that uh, that Gersh or that William Morris or CAA. It does it does do something. It does. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. But if they're not doing anything and then you suddenly make money and then you have to give them a cut, it really is a fuck you. You know what you're saying? You're saying that personal appearance, it, the whole club scene, well, that's done now anyhow, so it doesn't matter. But when it's back or when it was, it's all about numbers. Yeah. You know, uh, yes, Matt or, or an agent can get you, you know, even if your numbers aren't high, say, hey, look, take him. If you want him, take. I'm not using any of us, but if you want him, take him. Uh, if you want her, take him. You know, they can. They can. You're use, actually you're using me because that's my that's my agent. No, no, I'm not using. So you. literally, I'm in that. I'm no, I'm I either him there, or her. You're the her. Area. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> using you, that Gabby. at all because Bobby, you, Bobby, you, you do numbers and you kill on stage. I do numbers, but I don't do. Listen, man, I don't do numbers all the time. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll admit that. I wish. Uh, yeah. There's some places I do great. Yeah. I mean, I was finally at a point last year before this shit hit, where I, you know, our tour was selling great. We were using yeah. uh, each other to build each other up individually, so that our solo dates were actually working. But there's a lot that goes into that shit too. I yeah. learned that there's certain months. That you'll sell bet you'll sell better than you will uh, in other months. Like the summer, uh, August, yes. I don't work. I used to work in August. I would work my favorite clubs, and then I wouldn't sell as well as I did last time. And then my money would go down. And then once your money went down, they got you. And then I was like, I am not working any club that I love during shit months. I'm only working uh, my clubs from September to uh, March or April, and. I'm I'm not working holiday. I'm I'm making sure I look at the weekends and you know, because so many times I would work these clubs and I would kill it. And then I'd come back in a shit month like August, the last week in yeah. August, and nobody would come. And now I feel like shit. Yeah. And they, you know, and they and now they can bring everything down, not to mention clubs, but there were some clubs I was making, you know, a thousands of dollars. And then they would bring me back at a shit weekend and I'd sell shitty and then the next time they got to pay me way less and they bring me in a shit weekend again and i wasn't looking at the weeks i was coming in i was just i thought i could just go in and 
sell fucking awesome like i was Chappelle. you know what i mean yeah. that's i remember shane gillis told me it's all about picking the weekend that's how <laughs> Well, that's how the improvs pretty much weeded me out. He did say out. that, by the way. He that's how the, that. impro the improvs or Funny Bones weeded me out because I was doing great numbers, you know, at a point. Then they go, well, let's put him here. You know, and the numbers go down and they or whatever. And then they would put me, you know, fucking Halloween weekend or oh, fucking, shit. you know, or whatever. And then the right. numbers were, were fucking brutal. And they go, well, he's not doing numbers. Yeah. It, it depends. You know, if you put in you know, a major act during the bad weekends, they're going to do fucking numbers. So whatever it's, listen, it doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. There is some, can I say something though? There is something, and I, I don't know what it is yet where people stick. Yeah. Where what you're doing, what you're doing, people start sticking to it. Like they like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can sit there and say what you want about certain comedians that are doing well, but something they're doing is making people stick. Yeah. You know, it does, the, the agents and managers can't make the people show up. Right. Right. So the people that are selling well and making money, there's something that they're doing that people in a mass amounts like. And then, you know, me, you know, there's something that you're doing or I'm doing or whatever that where it's like, well, what are you doing? That's not sticking. Yeah. But I think both things can be true. I think that they're going to be people who, uh, you know, like you guys, and they're going to be people who like Hannah Gatsby. Then they're going to be people who like me, then whatever. But it's who is getting the publicity or the chances or the press to draw in the most people who then can decide if you stick or not, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot fucking harder for me to find my audience. If it's just me solo on social media and I'm not getting on TV and I'm not whatever, where some of these acts where we may go, well, that's questionable. Why so many people like them? Of course, people are going to fucking like them, but they're exposed to so many more people that it's easier for them to find their audience. Well, the, the bottom line is for me, there is no better club <laughs> comic than, than me. I, right. There's no better club comic. There right. isn't. You can sit here and argue it, but I am the most. No. Bobby left. Bobby's gone. He keeps leaving the podcast. His own <laughs> podcast. Right. He's done this me, eighty times this month. Boss, can you just do like a tight twenty for us while Bobby's gone? Let me gone? explain something to you. I don't Fine. fail. I'm just. I can't help it. I've been doing it so. I've long. seen you fail. You've never. You've seen me fail in life, but you don't see me fail on stage. <laughs> there right. you go. I apologize. Yeah, right. I apologize. I will right. say <laughs> when when I fucking I was so intimidated by you guys when I started at the Boston, and what I will say to fucking vouch is I would be making fucking excuses why I'm dying at the Boston Comedy Club in front of 20 people, and it didn't matter how shitty the audience or how small the audience. You guys would go in there and crush and destroy all my fucking excuses and I would just have to leave. I would just be like, oh, all right, well, I guess you can fucking, you can do it. Uh, like the great Shane Gillis once said, become <laughs> undeniable. <laughs> and that's what me and Voss back in the, when we first came to New York and we were working at the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah. Well, Shane, Shane Gillis was, gave you your first shot at the Boston. He was running. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was two. He was two. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you call it? Boston Boss, your See, gum is killing everybody. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just killing everybody. Hold I mean, on. you're literally chomping gum into a microphone, which is just yeah. mind-boggling yeah. to anybody listening. 
There. But he but can't hear it. Why do you, why do you say the, the people listening, why don't you go by their names and get it out of the way? To Frank and Mary. Sorry. And Lou. No, it's actually John, Lou. Fat JC, Crumbum. Everybody's listening. <laughs> and you know, my podcast gets uh, thousands of listeners. Oh, calm down. I'm, I know it does. Okay. I wouldn't do this if it was only, if it wasn't one of the biggest podcasts out of Westchester. Boston. That's Boston. a fact. That is a fact. That is hundred percent true. Is, I'm gonna fuck. I, 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 Mush. I want that as the opening of the show. The best the graphic. Yes. Boston Comedy Club was such a great training ground because you had to follow some of the like Chappelle or Brewer, and then you got to go on. Yeah. Or you know, no one had, no one could follow Red Johnny and the Round Guy. But I did. I did one night. Them? You want to hear my first night in New York City, my first set? Yeah. Like when I moved here. Like I yeah. did I did two sets. I drove to Boston from Boston to New York to do two sets. I did one, I got up a little quick one, and then I did one to actually perform in front of Barry Katz. Okay. I got an audition in front of Barry Katz. Me and Aldo Benny drove from New York, from Boston to New York to do our set. We got down there. Uh, Aldo Benny went up and pretended to have a British accent. He did the whole night like this. It was a last minute thing. And he said, you know, I'm going to just go up and do it like this. And Barry loved it. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. He took us out to eat after to a Chinese restaurant. And he was like, man, I, I really love that character you did. We should really you know, really try to, you know, write some stuff around it. And Gal, Aldo Benny was l- contemplating becoming f- English <laughs> because of Barry Katz. Okay. Um, and I was fucking livid. He wanted nothing to do with me. I mean, <laughs> my set, I mean, he wanted nothing to do with me. I was so sad driving home. Al was on the phone talk. Yeah. He said he liked, you know, and I just wanted to go, fuck you. You <laughs> fucking character you just uh, anyways when i moved here i came to and i believe i came to the boston comedy club i believe matt frost told mustafa mustafa Musavia. i'm sorry mustafa mustafa was a mustafa uh who ran it to not make it easy on me yeah why so I, why because he, wa- he oh. wanted me to fucking kill it he wanted yeah. me to he wanted yeah, to fucking expose my superhero power. He, I needed to get mad. Yep. I needed Time to fucking bust out that British accent, baby. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I, uh, so he finally, I come down to the fucking club. I have the flu. Oh my God. I'm dying. I'm fucking dying. I have no insurance. I have, oh. I think $85 to my name. Oh. I'm, I'm fucking dying. And he, but tonight was my night to go on and I'm about to go on. It was like, I don't know. Fucking quarter of nine fucking Jay Moore comes in. He comes up, just leans around. You go after Jay. Great. Jim Burrow comes in. You gotta go up after Jim. Now all of a sudden, while Jim was on, Chappelle came in because they were buddies at that time. Right? Uh, you go up to Chappelle. And then he comes in, he goes, Ren Johnny and Round Guy came in. And they go, dude, you gotta close it after Red, Red Johnny and Round Guy going up. <laughs> so dude, I'm I'm not talking. I'm talking Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And then fucking whoop, the fucking roof fell off. I got the flu. I'm like. 
<laughs> Dude, I go up and I fucking I I I murdered. I fucking murdered. I fucking beef. I fucked a stool. I drank its cum. I fucking <laughs> I blew it. I sucked it. I fucked it. I did it. I did it. That poor stool would have fucking me to me right now. If yep. it could. <laughs> every stool, every stool in comedy clubs across the land. I'm Wait. telling you, dude. I did everything I could, and I fucking murdered. And then Mustafi was like, he gave me twenty bucks. First time I made money in New York, he gave me twenty bucks, and I fucking uh, I went. Uh, I went home. I was like, fuck. And then I had to get, I used to use that money to get flu medication. Dude, yeah. Not to be like super earnest, but what was your mentality going up? Like, were there moments where you're like, I'm going to fucking leave? Were there moments where you were legitimately almost star starstruck in awe? Or were you like hyping yourself up being like, you have no. to fucking kill? Like, what was it? No, as they came in, I got madder and madder. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I kept getting, I was like, oh shit, of course. And then, you know, then Chappelle was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like a but bit I was, But I came from Boston, so I had to follow Sweeney and yeah. Gavin and, right. and and Patrice and Burr and Dane. Kenny Rogers. I had to follow those fucking guys. Gullman. And, and we're talking in downtown Boston where if you didn't kill, you'd fucking be dragged off stage. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, so, I've seen... I've seen how at Nick's when it's packed, someone dying there. It's not fucking pretty. Yeah. When Nick's yeah. and and you had to go up after Kevin Knox, forget Oof. it. I saw Quinn die. I saw Quinn yes. walk five hundred people. <laughs> at five hundred people like leaving, whistling. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was crazy. And yeah, but so in my head, I was just getting madder and madder. And then I didn't, but here's the lucky thing. I didn't know who read Johnny and the, I didn't know them. Like, I didn't know who, I knew who Chappelle was, but I didn't, I heard about shit, but I didn't know. I didn't know he was funny. I didn't know how funny he was. I didn't, I had no perspective on how funny those guys were. So they just murdered and I was just sitting there with the flu, you know? <laughs> so it was just my turn to go up and I just fucking murdered it. Same thing at the cellar. They brought me over to the cellar. My it was a frosty was like, Hey, you got a thing next down the street. You got a little five minute set. I just went in. Hey, how you doing? I didn't know who the fuck she was. I didn't know what the seller was. I thought it was like a little shit club, whatever. I walked yeah. on fucking boom. Wow. Good night. Yeah. Walked off. She's like, come see me tomorrow. I was like, fuck. All right. You know, there's hot ladies at the door smoking a cigarette. I'm like, I'll fucking do it. So that's so cool. I, you had no pressure. Cause you had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. That's why I always tell guys and girls. Sorry. Um, I didn't say anything. Get become a headliner. Don't come to New York to become good. Become a headliner where you are on the road, and then come and come to New York as a headliner. But everybody thinks you're a new guy. You're a new guy. You're only yeah. going to get five minute, ten minute spots. Mm -hmm. You're a headliner. You're going to murder. When I used to play in Chicago, at Hannibal would fucking no matter who was playing at this place called the Lakeshore Theater, Hannibal would be like, "Hey, can I do a guest spot or can I open?" And he was already like kind of famous and i think he had lived in new york but he was living in chicago and he would just go there every fucking weekend and Mer i think there were a lot of chicago guys like mulaney and those guys they just got killer in these sort of like still cities yeah. uh but like denver austin chicago whatever and then they come to new york and those are the people that you're like wow that guy got big so fast and it's like no he just got good at a place where he could get good stage time right yeah.
Fuck, I should have done that. There is <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck. <laughs> too late. Fuck. Yeah, you, it is when you when you become when you come to New York and you suck. That you you suck. You know, like I sucked in Boston. And right. then I came to New York fucking great. So when I got a chance to be the new guy, I was the great new guy. I was that new kid's fucking awesome. When you come to New York and you're the new person and you suck, oh that she stinks or he stinks. Right. And it takes you a couple of years to get that out of people's taste buds. Well, and they say that about your home club too, where even like Vinnie Brand will only know me as the guy who pathetically begged for guest spots and like washed dishes one night when there wasn't a guest spot uh, for <laughs> a hell, you know, like that's just what I did. I was just pathetic and I bombed all the fucking time. And you so really they have fucking low bar people you bring up as analogies. <laughs> and Shane, Vinnie. Yeah. <laughs> and you think Vinnie's the only one that knows you like that? No. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Did you move to the classy painting room to make fun yeah, where, of me? Where, where, are you where in a are you? museum? First of all, first of all, uh, I could I wasn't getting service in my basement. My house is too big, so I, I right. went upstairs right, right. Uh, right. into into my uh, dining room. I hate, uh, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Uh, where do you get a fucking ostentatious gold frame like that? Where do you get a frame like? I just don't understand. Not just one, twelve. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I hope there's another fire. <laughs> oh my god, god. I'm kidding, so, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah, Bobby's right. I came into New York, I was already doing comedy like fucking 12 years or 50. Who, who knows? I'm you know, oh. I did stuff in New York here and there, you know, special shows. But when I came into New York, I, my first club I got into was Caroline's, which at the time was the hottest club in New York. Yeah. I remember one time I was working the cellar. I'm working, you know, I was a, a regular cellar and I was leaning on the piano and I wasn't having a great set. And I didn't know Essie was in a hallway and I go, you know, fuck this place. I don't need it. I got Caroline's, but she heard me say it. Oh, <laughs> I got no. for like two months. <laughs> she banned me. Uh, but back then, you know, if you got into Caroline's back mm. then, you know, and Boston in the cellar, you know, and I mean, that was the main club was Caroline's to get in. And then it was easier to get into the other ones. Yeah. Uh, I got into Boston at the cellar. I tried to get at the strip, but that fucking ghoul would, would never <laughs> let me in. And I would, I would kill. I'd go and kill. And he would just, well, we're dumb. Blah, blah, we don't have. I was like, all right, dude, I'm out. I don't really need your shit. And, Starla, and she was one time, she's like, you did good. <laughs> I go, what? I just murdered. What the fuck are you talking about? But I, I, one thing I never hated them for it because I always believed you get into the clubs that are your club, like that you fit yeah. into. I'm not going to, I was never, look it. I never got in at Gotham. It just wasn't my club. I didn't hate those guys. I just understood that they were doing something different. Mm -hmm. Caroline's same thing. I got in the Boston Comedy Club and the Comedy Cellar, and I was I was a rap. Not to say that I I work Caroline's. I love those guys. Gotham guys. I work with them all the time now. I love those guys. I had to. There's a certain point, like you said, to bring it back to your to the great Shane Gillis, is when you <laughs> become undeniable, yes. right? Is when they're like. Hey Bob, come over. Let's just work. Let's work together. 
right. that's that's what happens. See, I fucked up. I I started in New York because I grew up in Jersey, and then I would. I was so fucking insecure back then that I would get into, well, first of all, my seller audition, same with you. Like I did not, I didn't even get mad. I got a seller audition. Like when I was five years in totally not ready, ate my dick on stage. Literally. I remember shaking the the host hand and was like, I guess I'll see you at stand up New York. I apologize to Esty. And then I don't think I've ever shown up there again. Oh uh, my God. It was awful. It was so bad. And it was like, but it was straight up fucking on me, but I never, even when I had some momentum, I would do my auditions like Montreal auditions, these auditions at the big clubs. Yeah. But then if I had a good set, cause I had a podcast back then, that's how I was making a living. I wouldn't keep showing up to try to get in the rotation. Like I always had sort of imposter syndrome where I would do well on this showcase and then I would just kind of disappear. And I was starting to get like my own little, like tiny niche audience. And I was like, it's almost like I bombed for so many fucking years when I showed up in New York, when I was barking at the Boston or handing out flyers at the Boston that then when I started to get some recognition, I was like, I just don't want to fucking go back to bombing. I don't want to go back to that seller audition. And then yeah. I kind of pushed out and that's when I went all in with the, the podcast, which backfired and then my life ended. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you stand up New York at one point was such a hot club. You'd go there on a Tuesday and the lineup was, you know, Mark Marin, Patrice, Geraldo, yeah. you know, uh, Judy Go. I mean, major, all headliners. And that when Carrie Hoffman owned it, it was, I got three TV shows out of Stand Up New York. Whoa. It, wow. yeah. it was such a powerful club. And then all of a sudden, the fucking produced shows came in, the bringer oh. shows, and half those. That's what, that's what I think killed some of these yeah. comedy clubs is that. Uh, you know, instead of putting the lineup together that would just murder every show that people would be like, I got to come back here. I got to yeah. bring friends back. You know, I got to, I mean, that's what the seller wound up doing is like, we're just going to pick funny people to play here. People think doesn't matter. doesn't matter your race, vagina, no dick, who, whatever you are past that five minutes. We'll be like, yeah, she or he's funny come back and work yeah because then what happens is so many audience members they go to these like three hour fucking shit shows right. and they go i guess this is what comedy i mean even when i was handing out flyers for some of these shows i'm like i'm just lying to these people where i'm like you never know who Chappelle came by and all this stuff and then suddenly they watch me walk on the stage yeah. and they're like oh it's the guy who lied to me on yeah. the fucking street corner and then yeah, i did my sham yeah well, you're the, the sham problem with the clubs were they were going they went from a real comedy club to to a quick fix, which never works in anything. They right. figure get them in tonight, well, get them in tomorrow, yeah. and they didn't care about a turn. Like I said, Santa New York had an Upper West Side crowd, and they would keep coming back because the, you know, and then the new owners came in and just whatever. And but once well, once it went to that bringer shit, once it went yeah. to producing. those yeah producers, just, it's like guys, you, you you it's not consistent. Comedy is consistency whether you're trying to be a comic or you're fucking putting on a show, if you consistently put on a great show as a comic, you can consistently go to the club you want to be a part of. If you're there every night showing your face, you're part of you'll, you'll become part of their crew and you'll get your opportunity. And then if you have the goods, then you'll be in the club. A lot of people too, they don't, 
they think that they get in the cellar, you know, like, oh, you've been in the cellar. You're no, dude, I got the cellar. I got the 145 spot or hosting for five to six years. Okay. I was going up at, and, and if Godfrey was in front of you, the 145 was a 330 spot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was sitting around all fucking night waiting for my spot to get, uh, uh, you know, get fucking food to get a $20 bill and a fucking in some dinner. And that's, I didn't care. Like I wasn't sitting there. Most peep comics now are, are looking at fame and looking at how they can get something. I was just trying to do, get a set to get on stage to, to do comedy. I didn't care about any of the other shit. You know, the money was just to keep the roof over my head. You know, uh, the comedy was the fucking thing that I loved. And then the, the fellowship of being at the cellar right. and hanging out all night, being a part of that club, all of us fucking with each other, laughing, having fun, getting food, doing a show, and then killing it. You know what I mean? Dude, I, I fucking love that because it's it sounds like such bullshit advice when a young comic asks you and you just go, you got to just fucking love it. And they go, right, right, right. But how do I make money? And you're like, you got to just fucking love it. Because if you're always thinking about the money, that's going to tone down your set. You're going to be less authentic. You're going to be shittier. You're going to be bitter. You're going to be bitter. You're resentful. Instead of just, I'm just fucking glad to be here. I want to be the best comic. Yeah, but Jamie, Jamie, you, but back then you didn't have the internet where as a shitty comic, you can become famous very yeah, fast. Back then they didn't have the comics who are shitty now who I won't say shitty who, who don't have the experience, right. To yeah. be a great comic can become very famous very fast because of, of the, of social media, the internet, all this stuff can happen real fast right now. There so are can ways. Can you tell me how to do that? <laughs> oh, you can't. Tell you. You're fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm buried. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay, great, great. Fucking uh, Bill, Bill Gates couldn't help you. What I'm saying is, see, Bobby. He Bob. said Bill Gates because he couldn't think of the president of Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. Because it's too, it's too modern. <laughs> Dude, the owner of Gateway couldn't help you. What? Here, you know, Bobby was different than... I was working the road so much before New York that I would get strong on the road. Like a lot of New York comics or comics would go into New York to work on their sets and build their sets up in New York. I'm sure Bobby, I don't know, but myself built up my material on the road. And then when I came into New York, it was easy to blow the fucking rooms away because, well, then again, you know, we had time under our belts and we had doing hours and hours and hours on the road. You also don't just have a fucking seven minute set where if one of your jokes bombs, you're like, all I have is seven minutes. Yeah, see, but that, that's, you know, there's a difference of coming in after 10 years, eight years, 12 years, 15 years to somebody who's starting out and building up their sets. And now they're doing it on rooftops or in alleys. I think, I think the, be the best advice I ever got was from Rogan. Because I, I asked him, how do I do, how, what do I do, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, just get on stage. No. Just, yeah. just, just get on stage. Oh, what are you doing? Hey. Oh, hello. Wait, come here, show, show Bobby your purple hair. No, he can see it. I, I, I saw it. I saw it. I don't, please, please don't force us to be friends because it's uncomfortable for no, her. No, no. Why? Raina's awesome. I love Raina. I love her, but I hate when Voss forces her. 
to fucking to show Bobby she's a she's an adult little girl. Let her do her own thing. No, 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 no. If she wants to have dinner, she does what I tell her to do. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, so wait, uh, you were saying that Rogan gave you advice. You when, your, you, when you, shut your mic, you shut your mic off. There you go. Uh, what the fuck? You're good. Hello? You're good. We can hear you. We can hear you now. How come I can't hear? Oh God, I can't take him. Hearing oh, him, hearing him, not know we can hear him is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. What uh, happened? Um, Rogan said, uh, "Just get on stage." And it was this? Were you already? Uh, no, I was just a new comic. Oh, I was. Uh, come on, I was hear. probably opening or middling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. Just hearing. Well, it's like it's it's like a grandparent is trying to figure out how to leave a voicemail. This leave. is incredible. Leave and come back in. Don't do sign language. He can't do sign language. I mean, oh, the painting just fits everything. When he's squinting, he looks so determined, which is really cute. <laughs> he's like, no, he can't. You turn, <laughs> turn your volume up. Volume. Volume. That looks volume. like you're fingering him. Volume. I want this to last volume. forever. Oh, he's volume. gone. Oh, he's thank God. Oh. Wait. Can you hear Are us? Are you back? Oh. No. Turn, turn your volume. Mush, can you please help him? Call him. Don't gotcha. text him. Just call him and help him. No problem. Uh, did that advice anyways. help you, or were you like? Because I remember sometimes when I would ask comics I looked up to uh, for advice, and that like I'd be like, "How do you get an agent?" And they're like, "Just get on stage." And you're like, "Right, right." But like, how do I get paid? They're like, "Just get better at comedy." And yeah, I'd be like, that's Go it. Fuck yourself. But I, that is it. That is the only answer. I feel like I heard that in the beginning, and I was like, "All right," but like, give me some joke writing, something or whatever. And then the, I mean, I've been doing it five years now, which is nothing. But now I'm like, oh, that makes, that's the only piece of advice there possibly is. I didn't get when people like Louie and a bunch of people were like, it takes eight years to find your voice. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? How does that get me an agent? I'm using my own voice. And then eight years happens and you're like, oh, I was imitating a comedian for eight years. Yeah. Well, the best it takes 10 years, 12 years. I know, but Louis, Louis actually gave a great example of when you're a good comic he said that the first uh, six years is just like first through sixth grade. And then you have seventh and eighth grade. Yes. And then there's four years of high school and then four years of college. And by the time that's done, you're a fucking good comic. Yes. And then yeah. once you get out of college, you whip out your cock. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. That's not graduation. That's graduation. Yeah. But like, um, I, I mean, this year... This is not the, this year is the first year that I've talked about fucking relationships on stage because for the longest time I was like, it has to be political. It has to have this agenda. And I'm like, this is the best stuff I've ever done because I actually give a shit about it. And it's stuff I'm actually going through. And instead of yeah, a math problem, instead of a fucking math problem, instead of, well, okay, I have an anti-war bit. I have an anti-gun, but I guess I got to write an abortion thing now. And now, just I want to, I want to bring something up because I know you are political. Yeah. Uh and um and Voss is here too. Yep. Who's very Jamie, political. Jamie, since you're very pro Trump, did was it hard for you uh on stage to, to get away with that stuff? No, so I've <laughs> always been I've always been on the wrong side of the business spectrum with political comedy. So I started being political fucking after 9-11 when no one wanted political stuff at all. Uh, then, and that's when I started going overseas to make money. I would literally dude. there was a time where I played the fucking Sydney opera house 
got back to New York and I couldn't get booked at like New York comedy club, like nothing. I would have to go overseas, make money, come back until all the money's gone, go overseas. Then under Obama, when I got on Conan, my co I've not been invited back. The set went fine, but they oh, got shit. so much fucking hate mail. Cause I talked about the same shit I talked about under Bush. I did a bunch of anti-war don't be racist shit, but it was Obama. And people were like, we don't criticize Obama. Then fucking Trump becomes president. Everyone, everyone's doing Trump jokes. And I go, yuck, I don't want to be like everyone else. And so I don't, now that I can finally be a lefty comedian, I, I think I have one, I had one Trump joke and you're it was an about idiot. how Trump was funny. It was very bad. All of it yeah, was you're, very You're a fucking moron. This is why I would have, I would have, I would have became the guy you were fucking eight years ago. As soon as Trump got elected, I would have been like, all that money. I would have had a beret like him. Bobby, what were you going to ask him? I'm sorry I cut you off about political. Well, I saw this today. It fucking made me so angry. A it mirror? made me so. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Bobby left. Bobby's gone, everybody. No. no. Bobby's gone. You broke his heart. No, fuck him. Oh, no. He does nothing but trash me. Say I'm old and stupid. All right. I might be, I These might are all old. facts. I'm old. I'm old. I mean, you I'm guys, stupid. It's so wonderful. Um, I saw this today. Somebody sent it to me, and I am. it made me so fucking mad. It made me so fucking mad. Listen, I'm not a, a Catholic. I'm not a Christian. I'm, 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 I'm a Catholic by my family. Sure. But I, what I'm saying is I don't go to church every Sunday. Um, we didn't baptize Max. But I don't hate Catholics and I don't hate Christians and I don't care what you want to fucking do with your spare time. If it's something with religion, that's fine. Jewish people, I have a temple behind my house. God bless you. Every Saturday night, there's light shining right through my fucking window. Uh, and they take up all Jewish the parking. Your Jewish name drop has nothing to do with you having Jewish friends. You're like, I happen to be located by a fucking temple. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like what they're doing on Saturday <laughs> nights. Not happy about the light situation. And it bothers I'm, me, actually. Just I'm a fine. down the street. Go ahead. I'm fine with all that shit. Yeah. And I... In Christmas, I don't want to say happy holidays. I say Merry Christmas yeah, because yeah, that's my fucking holiday. And I remember one night, fucking Chappelle, I walked out off stage and I was like, hey, man, Merry Christmas. He goes, I don't celebrate Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know you went to prison like Tyson became out a fucking Muslim. I didn't know. I, didn't, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I was just. Saying Merry Christmas, I don't celebrate Christmas, but Merry Christmas to you. I think would be that the fucking, you know what I mean? But I don't care about that. I say Merry Christmas to people. I don't say Happy Holidays. You know that I say it once in a while, right? But mainly Merry Christmas. And I, if you go to see Santa, if Santa Claus gets hired, if you become a Santa Claus, you are not fucking you. You're Santa. And therefore, you have to take on all the traits that Santa takes on. You cannot fucking bring your political horseshit, leftist fucking bullshit in. If you're taking that job as an actor, you have to be fucking Santa. Oh is this God. about the Santa that was handing out the AOC pins that you're nope. upset about? I, I, he's a fucking twat, too. Yep. <laughs> but not him. Mike, play this video. Mike, play the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
That didn't even make sense. Where's the video? One of the Jews from the synagogue got Mike. Turn it up. Mike, let it play till the end. Oh, fuck. I can't hear any of it. There you go, Santa. There you go, you fucking piece of shit. Wow. There you go, you fat fucking actor. You fucking sucking off the teat. For you, you're fucking pretending to be a fucking fake character to getting your stupid money during uh, someone else's holiday that you don't believe in, and you're gonna force your fucking shit down a little kid's throat that doesn't even understand guns. So take away fucking Star Wars because there's lasers. Take away fucking every movie. Take away every Western. Take everything off TV with cops. Don't show fucking anything with any gun, a laser, a cannon, a fucking superhero power. Go fuck yourself, you fat piece of shit. Why you piece of fucking shit? <laughs> Stop with your gun shit. You have to tell all right? what happened. It, it's fucking guns. It's a Nerf gun. That was Kids insane. like swords. They like guns. They like fucking video games. Fuck video games. Fuck it all then. Let's just live in fucking peace and harmony, you cocksuckers. And then we can have everybody, every other country just come over and fucking give us a nice wallop with a fucking, with a with a bat because we're helpless cocksuckers in Santa suits. Well, Fuck she suggested you. cars and trucks and those contribute to global warming. It there was. You Thank you, Jamie. I went from being anti-gun to being like, I have to commit a mass shooting. That was the crazy. Here's the problem. The problem is. <laughs> I agree probably with you, everybody here, like different political. We all agree on so much fucking more than we think we do. Right. Even though I want stricter gun laws, I talk to people who are fucking gun owners. I talked to a cop yesterday. I talked to because I want to learn from people who know more about guns than fucking I do. And usually when you get off Twitter and you talk one-on-one -on -one and you can go back and forth, there's a ton of gray area. That Jamie, 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 it's not about that. Yeah. That's another conversation you have. No, on no, 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 no. So where I'm going with that is what she does, what she is fucking doing is so insane that That's it makes... It was a he. It sounded listen, like a she. Listen to me. Stop for one second. It's Santa Claus. He's a he. Yeah. 
Santa Claus. It's a mall Santa Claus. It sounds it's like a it. he, and he and he fucking said, "You can't get a gun." Yes, to a kid. Listen, you you don't have to say no. Yeah. You can say, "All right, let's see what we can do," and right. keep it moving. You fat fuck. Nobody give. Listen. A year from now, he's going to find out that you're a phony, fat fuck actor on SAG getting fucking $300 an hour. Fuck not you. Not SAG. Okay. Yes, you I got whatever. That's a non-union gig. I meant I another word that rhymed with that. Sorry. Oh, Bobby, 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 real quick, where I was going with that, though, is like I fucking agree with you, and it's people like that who do such fucking insane things that make all and get highlighted that make the rational people on both sides – just go fucking look at that person. Everything that this person is, did was insane. I, I, if that, if, listen, that fucking guy, and, and here's the thing. He didn't even get up to console that fucking kid. I was, he I, didn't even fucking do anything. He had no empathy for that fucking child. This kid has not seen his friends in a year, has not had a fucking holiday with pals or, 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 or teachers or anything in a year. He's been alone for a fucking year as a young kid, okay? And, and now he goes to Santa at a mall, wears a mask, waits in line, gets up front. What do you want? And you tell him no. That guy should be fired fucking Never to fucking near be children. He should never be near children. Never be fucking near children. I remember when my daughter was seven, uh, I bought her four landmines for Christmas. <laughs> and I, I, I said, listen, you're going to have to learn to how to deal with obstacles in your life. And I placed them around the backyard. Right. And I say, go. And she's fine. Can you bring her in to show Bobby the landmines? Start What's a friendship? That? Yeah. <laughs> could, she, could she place them around the yard and have you walk around <laughs> with a blindfold? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, dude, I, I it makes me people it makes like me that are so mad. fucking performative, and oh. they're not doing it to. There is no way. The best case scenario, you're not helping that child by saying yeah. that. That kid has no ill intentions with a fucking toy gun, and didn't even try to explain it. Didn't even try to. Just was so shitty and made that kid feel like there was a wrong answer to give to fucking Santa Claus. He, he talked to a child. He talked to a child like he talked to some fuck face at a bar. Like yeah. he was like, no, can't do that. Maybe your father can. Listen, listen, you fucking piece of garbage. All you have to do is go, all right, we'll see what we can do and keep it moving. Yeah. And then go home and tell your dumb wife or your husband or whoever the fuck you live with, say, you know what? I don't like doing this. Then don't do it. Yeah, do the job is give the kids what they want. That's it. That's the job. The job is to say, okay, and make a kid happy that he saw some fictional fucking fat fuck that doesn't exist. Okay. Cause you, you know, I wish I wish I could get the credit for all the shit I'm buying my kid. I gotta give some fucking that fat fuck all the credit. You know what I'm saying? I get nothing. I get Santa's so awesome. I I didn't get a letter. There should be cookies waiting for me at night. Daddy, I put these cookies out. I love you so much. Thanks for working so hard and doing a podcast in the shed every fucking day so you could pay the fucking bills and get me the basketball net I wanted. Uh, uh, here's 15 cookies. Eat away, Chub Chub. Fucking best podcast in Westchester in a shed, sir. Cheers. Salud. Yeah, Salud. I got you. Uh, I, water. I don't know. I mean, dude, even what you were saying with the Merry Christmas thing, where it's like, 
I'm Jew. I say Merry Christmas all the fucking time because it makes yeah. me happy because it's nostalgic because it's a holiday about fucking wonderment. And like, yeah. I don't see it as a political. It just makes me fucking happy to yeah. say it. And it just makes other people happy. There is something so, uh, I don't know. It's almost like cathartic when you say Merry Christmas to someone. It just makes you fucking feel good. Yeah. That look, most of the rhetoric on like the left are trying to fucking stop Christmas. Dude, I love Christmas so fucking much. But then you see bullshit like this. And you're like, who did this help? You only made a child cry. Yeah, what a piece of shit. And it's, 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 <laughs> uh, the guy is just a fucking guy. What, what are you laughing at? What? What? I, what I'm are you trying to fucking... talk so bad? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not, Go ahead, boss. Not, Go ahead, not boss. at all. I agree with, uh, Go ahead. with uh, you guys. I, I do say Merry Holidays. Uh, Merry throw, Holidays. I just like to throw people off. Uh, no, we get, listen. We got two Christmas trees here, you know. But I, I don't care if you say Happy Holidays either. No, I, I don't care if you say Happy Hanukkah. I'll say Happy Hanukkah back. Why people get so disturbed over fucking, fucking some, somebody saying Merry Christmas? Why that bothers somebody is beyond me. Who I, cares? It's just beyond me. Why it's does beyond it me. Look at fucking. Why does it bother people uh, to say the Pledge of Allegiance in in a school? It's fucking people and their fucking agenda. So people are so fucking far, far left or far right. Do you know that, the Pledge of Allegiance? Yes, to the flag I'd of the say United right States now. of America. To the Stand up when you do it. You're not supposed to do oh. it sitting. I Take your hat off. You're just going to see his torso. Take your hat off. You can't say that. With, you can't uh, say it with your hat on, dude. With the United States of America. To the the stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. There. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Tom. I'm you don't say that after. Do you say paper. that after? I don't know. No, I don't remember. That's you don't. No, she's from the woke schools where you don't, you don't, you don't say anything. Well, you don't say I'm men about the country. Well, I grew up in you, I grew up in a public school in New Jersey. By no means woke. <laughs> yeah, listen, your character on the show is woke. That's what. Okay, that's fine. All right. Okay, fine. This is the role. Amen. Amen. You know what today? What's today? Do you know what today is? Yes. No, not you, Gabby. Gabby, do you know what today is? It's Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The seventy-first anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Do you understand okay. where this generation is? They have yeah. no fucking. They have no. They don't care about history of the country. The country doesn't really mean shit to them. Not that they hate our country, but they don't give a fuck about our country the way my generation, your generation, and generations before that did. They'd rather. They don't care about the. Fucking old dudes with the dumb hats with the ships. Eh, fuck them. They don't give a shit. I don't you know. know. I mean? Jamie, did you know that it was the anniversary of Pearl Harbor? No, and I'm fucking Hawaiian, so I really fucked up. Oh, great. So it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, Jamie's in your generation. He's not in our generation. True. No, he's he's above her. He's he's a little I'm in the a little above her. But yeah, they don't they don't fucking. I mean, know. I, I I like I'm in the middle. Like I think that we, the the looking to criticize shit. Just because you want to outwoke your friend, which I've done before, is different. <laughs> and there's part of me that thinks that there is something very patriotic about criticizing the country you love, right? Like, just like when you criticize your family harshly, I love America, therefore I want to stand. I'm not going to blindly agree with every decision that we make, but doing that without being educated, without also seeing the good that's happened uh, in America, that's where things get fucked up. But there is a middle ground where, yeah, of course you should be able to criticize it. That's what the Constitution is there for. Absolutely. But, but I think not, there's not a thing that, that, yes, I'm the with thing you. That, the thing that 
the, the kids aren't raised. Kids don't. Kids don't care about America the way we were brought up to care about America. Pearl Harbor, uh, World War One, Two, uh, the Vietnam War. You know, my father was in the Vietnam War. You know, we, we you know, the the Pledge of Allegiance, the flag. You know, the the Star Spangled Banner, all that shit. You know, I love all that stuff, but I'm kids today could give a shit about it. Do you think that it's it's just America kids, or do you think it's also? I'm just plugging in my computer or do you think it's also just social media instant gratification shit like that where we just don't care about a ton anymore we're just, just kind of don't, like, I, I don't, I don't care about anything criticize tweet move on to the next yeah, fucking thing I don't think they care about anything except uh themselves yeah well their their world not to say that that's bad like i'm not saying they're little ego fucks i'm just saying they care about what's in front of them and what they want and yeah. that's it and you know we were brought up in a different time which i don't Look, it it happens. Our generation before us true. thought that we. What you don't even know it's Pearl Harbor Day. I know. Okay, okay. First of all, I'm hungover, so I didn't even look at a calendar. Today. That doesn't Secondly, mean anything. Yeah, I, I don't know what date a, is it. It's a pandemic. Pandemic. Who's ever looked at a calendar? Just turn on your Twitter. There's 19 fucking uh, photos of Twitter that today. fucking memorial in Hawaii. I didn't check Twitter today. Well, okay. just say you're dumb. I feel like my generation is the the first like kid and Gen X to like actually look at politics and reform and actually care about everyone else. Yeah, and that's why this fucking country's going to shit. Why? But you're dead. What do you want? What do you want? Do you know what else today is? This is what? the 17th year anniversary where Bobby bombed after Al Del Benny in front of Barry Katz. Twenty fifth, by the way. That that's on my calendar. I do have. And I that. never. First I of all, I never. I never. I never said I bombed. Okay. <laughs> I never said I bombed, even though I did. Didn't do well. The British I did not accent. Do well. Did he give you a heads up? Hey, man, I'm gonna go do a fucking British accent, or was that a jarring to you, dude? He he. I it was. He would do it every once in a while, so like funny. in Boston. Every once in a while, he'd just go on and you know. And we thought it was funny, but sure. he had an act. And then he went up and he was like, hello, you know, and he had like one joke at the beginning. Like, yeah, you know, I went a fag, you know, in my country, they call this a fag. And, and he did some cigarette fag joke that worked, cool. but, and then he did the rest of his act as that character. I was like, wow. Do you know who was incredible. so fucking funny? Carla Bow used to come out sometimes and pretend he was real religious. And it was so fucking funny that's pretty funny it was it, but he would do this whole like christian thing and be real pleasant I, I i need to talk about your what you're here to promote we see that's when you know i'm having a good time we don't it's it's been an hour already and we we haven't even fucking mentioned what you're here to promote so why don't we oh, tell yeah. people what you're here to promote uh, I have my first stand-up album out in like eight fucking years. Uh, it's called 25% Capacity. I wrote it this year in quarantine uh, by myself and then performed it. I think it's the fucking funniest shit I've done. It's the first time I've done comedy just trying to be fucking funny and talk about the shit I'm going through without the kind of agenda we were talking about. Uh, I did it in front of like 25 fucking masked people at a warehouse in Denver, Colorado. Uh, and... I'm really proud of it, man. Like, I can't listen to my old stand-up. I can't really listen to this either, but I know I'm proud of it. It's actually... How, how, much, how much is it? How, what do you mean? To buy where, it. Where can oh. you get it? 
Oh, everywhere. So iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, whatever fucking albums call it's either eight bucks or you can stream it for free on Spotify or great. Just uh, even if you don't like, just put it on fucking mute. Look, there's something very redemptive about my story, and let's get it to number one, and that's all I fucking want. And then no, let's I, let's what 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 do you mean by, <laughs> <laughs> do you mean with, by that? If you really want to 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 take a shot at the the kinds of Santa Clauses that will make children cry, get me to number one, and you'll make all of them mad. Is what I'm trying to say. That's great. Uh, you know. The first album is, is usually so fucking funny because you have so many years of built up. Like here's this is my sixth album right here, right. my sixth one. Uh, that and uh, four of them were all number one. Oh, on Bobby's gone. Wait, <laughs> is that the fucking Hamilton cover? Yeah, yeah, but I, incredible. It's so funny because when I did the CD, how can like, you step on his? plug he's he you don't I, have a cd to plug his album in eight years this is all i have lost <laughs> lost his career lost everything had to start <laughs> over from the ground up he's literally cleansed himself baptized himself rebirthed himself into a new jamie here he is today on the show fucking uh being great fun for <laughs> <laughs> Funniest, oh my god! Funniest fucking bit. Uh, well, thank you, Bobby. And I, I, I do have to say nah. that when I, uh, after I did fucking the uh, year, uh, whenever I saw you and Voss on uh, Jim and Sam's, it was just because I don't know if you've ever done this, but like when I, when I left stand up, I just started yeah. saying fuck stand up. Like it wasn't. Like there was that uh, that bitterness, right? Where I'm like, fuck uh, comedy. I didn't watch any comedy specials. I didn't do that. Anything. Yeah. And uh, then, James, sorry, we don't mean to interrupt, but oh, yeah. uh, we have to do the extra ten, and this would be a great thing for that. Okay, oh, yeah. Yes. Let's. Okay, I want to talk about the extra ten, and another thing too. And and Lou brought up a great thing. If you can bring that up, in the extra ten, we'll talk about this because you did have to start over. It's your first album in eight years. Um, it's available on everything right now. Uh, you can get albums on. Make sure you go check it out. It's 25% is the name of the album, I believe, 25% right? Capacity. 25% capacity. Uh, make sure you go check it out. Um, and uh, we're gonna find out. Uh, Mush, bring up Lou's comment. I'll say it again. Lou's comment made. Uh, we're gonna talk about this. Why oh, did you boy, have to baby. start over? But wait a uh, second. Because I was too funny. But wait a second. <laughs> Did you have an album before? This is your first album in comedy. No, no, no it's no. eight years. He said in eight no, years. All of my, all of my fucking like Lefty McCuck albums were all number one <laughs> as well. Yes. Uh, yes. And then I disappeared, and then I thought I would never make a stand-up album again. And then yeah, so the last one I had was like about eight years ago. So, so we're this, gonna go this. to the extra ten right now. Patreon.com/slash Robert Kelly. If you want the extra 10, every week we do an extra 10 minutes. That was in uh, over an hour of YKWD. But we go an extra 10 with our guests. It goes on patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. If you're a member of this, if you love my podcast, go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly right now and become a member. You should be over there supporting me over there, especially during this fucking pandemic, you son of a bitches. Uh, so make sure you go over there and, and sign up today. Uh, and Gabby, make sure you get his album. Voss, what do you got? No, buy his album. I'm not trying to promote anything. That's but why I love you. Jamie, Jamie, here's the thing. 
uh, send me a, a link on Twitter and I'll repost it or I'll retweet it or whatever. Oh, thanks, buddy. You don't follow me, so I will text hey, you. Hey, uh, Voss, can you can you do that? Me. I'm trying to you. I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap up the show, and you oh. fucking go off on tangents about. Oh. Send me a link. That's yeah, like a I'm personal trying help. thing. I'm trying help, to help, but help him. I'm trying to wrap up the first part of the show. We're gonna go into the nut part. And you, I said, do you have anything to plug? You just go, no, go his CD. Guys, you don't I'm start talking to him. What was that? Gabby, Gabby, what do you get? Wait, we're already 14 minutes over. So what's the difference if we go two more minutes over? Gabby, what do you got? Um, you could listen to my podcast, Unabashed Podcast. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby is Brian. I have a comedy newsletter monthly. Sign up for that with the link in my bios. Mush, what do you got? Follow me at, at Mike Viswarth on Instagram and uh, me, Greg Stone, and Anthony DeVito do a Mandalorian recap every week. And it's a great show. And make sure uh, you guys, uh, uh, everybody, this show, when you sign up for Patreon, you get this show live the day we shoot it on Monday, unedited. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. There you go. And and if you go to YouTube, subscribe and uh, like it, right? Uh, Voss is actually getting his fucking shock collar hat on. It's great. Why are you it's changing hats? All right, you guys are the best. You know what, dude? Going into the 10 right minutes. now. You've been listening to the YKWD podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty jobs.